0: Welcome to StoryBerries Radio. You can read along with any of our stories, all for free, at our website, storyberries.com. Scalipus and the Very Rainy Day by Jade Maître It was raining that day and it was as though thousands of tiny, shiny needles fell from the sky. The clouds hung down like dirty curtains, so low that they almost touched the slick, empty street. Puss sat on the window ledge, scowling, because he could see that the puddles stretched from his front door all the way to the houses on the other side of the road. Puss hated getting wet, and it meant that he would be indoors all day again today. "'What good is being indoors?' thought Puss. "'You can't do anything inside. "'There's nothing fun about being in your house. "'I've played with all my games and read all my books. "'I've chased Alfred the mouse so many times "'that I know exactly where he's going to run every time.' Scarly's mama saw Puss in the window sill. "'Come away from the window,' she said, "'and stop looking like that. "'You can help me bake a cake if you want.' It's your baby brother's birthday, and even though we can't leave for the rain, we'll have a video call with your grandma and eat some cake together. But making a cake was boring. Scaly Puss had wanted to explore the shops today. It was raining and it wasn't fair. Why did it always rain when he wanted to go out exploring? His face was so sad and so bored that his mamma came and gave him a double hug. But all Scaly Puss could see was the grey, grey rain and the wet, wet windows, and he felt like he would melt in a puddle. He had no friends. It was so, so dull at home. Nothing ever happened. He would melt in a great big puddle of boredom. Scowly's mama stopped hugging him and went into the kitchen. She began making the cake. Soon the smell of oats and honey warmed the indoor space. But Scowly Puss didn't want to smell the warm smell of oats and honey. He felt too miserable. And when you feel miserable, sometimes all you want to do is sad things, like lying on your bed, staring at the ceiling, doing nothing at all. Having this thought, Scallypuss decided that he would go and do just that. He went to his bedroom and sprawled on the bed. Then he decided that he felt so blue that it would just be better if he would squish himself into the smallest space possible. As small as could possibly be. So he jumped off the bed and squeezed himself under the bed slats beneath the mattress, squeezed between a suitcase that Mama stored there and some books he was tired of reading. Puss lay there for a while. When he opened his eyes again, he saw a tiny energetic ant looking at him, three legs perched upon the book brim, three elbows perched against them. "'There you are,' said the ant. "'It's not often I see giants down here,' said the ant." It's not often I get to talk to them. Puss did not want to talk to anyone, but the ant was so smiley and so friendly that he couldn't be rude. What's your name, he said begrudgingly, and where do you live? Why, I live here, said the ant. My name is Antony, of course. Nearly every ant is called Antony, unless they're called Antoinette. That's really a very silly question to ask an ant. And you are? Now, when Scowly Puss was sad, his mother called him Scowly Puss, but it wasn't his real name. Stanley, he said, and just saying that made him feel a teensy-tiny bit better. Stanley, said Antony determinedly. Now, Stanley, I hope you don't mind me saying, but as an aunt, I can't tolerate laziness. Why are you lying underneath the bed doing nothing? Don't you know there's work to do? Work? What kind of work? said Stanley. He couldn't imagine what work an ant might be doing under his bed. ''Building work,'' said Antony. ''Chop-chop, my queen, Antoinette. ''Naturally, Queen Antoinette is about to have babies and we must have some houses for her. Look here, you're bigger than I am. It occurs to me that you could make a city a lot faster than one tiny ant. Will you help us?'' ''But how would I make a city?'' asked Scowlypuss, who was rapidly becoming a slightly more positive Stanley. ''What are ant cities made of?'' Oh, you know, matchsticks, bottle-top lids, stapler boxes. Do you have any of those sorts of things lying around? Stanley thought hard. I think I have a set of those tiny playing cards you get in Christmas crackers. Would they work? I'm sure your brain is much bigger than mine, Stanley. Have a think about it, said Antony. I have to get back to my queen, but if you would be so kind as to create a city for us, and of course a nursery for the babies, that will be awfully kind and generous of you. And at that, Antony scurried away. Stanley got out from under the bed and sat at his desk, looking at the playing cards. He tried glue and sticky tape, blue tack and balancing. Finally, he found a combination that worked. And then he got to work. With careful hands, he positioned the cards into little houses, using scissors to cut tiny doors and windows. When he was finished with the houses, he went on to make the furniture. He made tiny paper beds and tables, bookcases, and then even tinier books. He was so engrossed in his task that he didn't notice when Mama called him for the cake and call with Grandma. He was still putting the finishing touches on a tiny rocking chair that Queen Antoinette could cuddle her babies on. Scowly puss! exclaimed his Mama from the doorway. You don't seem so scowly more. What have you made? And Stanley showed her the tiny village... "'filled with tiny houses and even tinier furniture "'and all the modern comforts that Queen Antoinette might want from her new tiny home. "'That's really something,' said his Mama. "'I'm really proud of you. "'Now, would you like to come and have some cake and speak with Grandma? "'And after that, I think the rain will have stopped "'and we can go for a walk in our gumboots.' "'Stanley was so happy that he bounded up the stairs three at a time. "'They ate their cake and spoke to Grandma.' Then they went for a walk in their gumboots. The street was silvery with wet and the puddles glistened like dragonfly wings. There was nobody around. Stanley and his mama laughed and told stories beneath an inky, dark grey sky. And the best thing of all was that when he got home, his village was waiting for him. And he still had so many things to build. The End